0: .fm to get started. Peace.
1: Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley.
0: What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and today, and multiple occasions, we've gotten to <laughs> hang out with new Ramsey personality, Dr. John Deloney. And he's fun, he's from Texas, he does the cold dip, he's real. <laughs> He don't mess around. No, he he does not mess around. And he's got a lot of good wisdom talking about crisis situations and how we can stay centered on Amongst all of this stuff that's going on, and we hope you enjoy this conversation.
1: This is a replay from only a few weeks ago, but we wanted to air it again in our special Ramsey weekend, so we hope that you love it. If you've already heard it, don't get mad at me, just share it out, all right? <laughs> right,
0: share it out, and uh, <laughs> drop us a line at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com to send questions for me and Dr. D. We go live with him on Tuesdays. Oh, just
1: you and Dr. D now.
0: Oh, no, it's you too. Okay. And Melanie. We go live with Dr. Deloney on Instagram on Tuesday morning, Facebook. check it out. Mm -hmm. It's
1: pretty awesome. So, all right. Enjoy the episode. All right. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I am your host, Melanie Studley.
0: Hello, my friends. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and welcome to the show. Today, we have an awesome guest with us, and we've met him a couple of times, gotten to know him, and this is the first time he's been on the show, so welcome, Dr. D, Dr. John Deloney. How's it going, man? So good. How are you guys? We are fantastic. That's outstanding. Yeah, so give us a little bit about uh, who you are for for our listeners who may not know who you are um, or if they haven't listened to Dave Ramsey's show yet, they definitely don't know who you are. So just give us a a quick synopsis of who you are, what you do. You bet. I'm a dad and a husband and I recently joined
2: this Dave Ramsey's team as a new personality working in the mental health and wellness and wholeness and relationship space. And um, I spent the last... Almost two decades working in colleges and universities as a nerd and a uh, administrator there, and uh, nice. so it's fun just to change gears and join this squad.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. We we first met you, although I didn't get to meet you because after your talk, you zipped out of there, and I was like, "Oh man, I want to talk to him so bad." Uh, we met you in October last year at the influencer event, and like the stuff you were saying, oh. being a therapist myself, I'm like, ah. I met someone in the field who, who gets it and who knows what they're talking about, and, and then you ran out, so this is almost <laughs> I, the I, first I was time weeping. I, I couldn't handle it, right? It was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it was so good. Your speech at the event was so, so good. You are a powerful speaker, man.
0: Thank you yeah, so, so much. Yeah, for that real. whole event and then we was a gift. gift. That was cool. I know. Mm-hmm. And then later I found out that we share a love for anything Filson brand. <laughs> awful. A love A love for outdoors. And then to top it all off, the, the cold dip, the cold water therapy It's like, hey, I listen, don't know anybody I else. I'm corona-free, and I'm
2: attributing it almost entirely to the daily cold bath, so it's cool. That's right.
0: That's right. Did you take a cold shower this morning?
2: I didn't. I kind of wimped out today.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. I, I, I was taking my cold shower, and I knew we were going to interview you this morning. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm, I have to do it. I'm not going to say it. I was literally um,
2: eating Mike and Ike's for lunch, and I thought, they're going to call me on this, like, on this thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm letting myself down today. That's all right. Uh, now I like to think no of you worries. eating
1: Mike and Ike's being like, I don't have Corona. I no, don't have Corona. <laughs> I'm so Good. healthy.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you put enough poison in your body, Corona's like, dude, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out.
1: <laughs> Yeah. like an antidote. Right, you, you, right. you
2: edge it out with other things that with, are bad for you. you can shove <laughs> it down with carbs and sugar. It's so good. That's
1: right. <laughs> oh, this is a terrible show already. I know. <laughs> We've done a horrible job. We're,
0: we're, we're endorsing stress eating. So. Yeah, right. don't do that. No, no, no. no. so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So talking about stress and anxiety, which we're going to reframe into... Fear, because that, that word does get overused, I think, and then if we overuse something, it loses all its meaning, right? It's, it's like, like saying absolutely. I love everything. I love Mike snow cones. Like <laughs> I love you, Melanie. It, it, it doesn't have the same value, right? So let's kind of jump into some of the things that we wanted to talk about, and you being in the field as a therapist, as a professor, this is your jam. You know, you're in mental health, you're in crisis work, so we wanted to provide some tips and tools and some add some real value to to your listeners and to our listeners about what we can do to normalize our new normal. Outstanding. Know, uh, to talk about what's different, how can we weather this, how can marriages weather this, uh, finances, kids, everything.
1: Mm-hmm. For
2: real. Thank you so so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And oh, yeah. real quick, I'm not a licensed therapist. Um, I got a PhD in counseling, and I chose the easy way out. I didn't go all the way like you did. So good for <laughs> you, man.
0: Uh,
1: You're man, not a I-, I wanted you just to teach too. one on TV. I-,
0: I thought about like post uh, grad stuff. I was like, five years. Do I want to be in school for another five years on top of my? <laughs> no, so I didn't go that route. Sorry. Good for you.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So what what are you seeing? Like in being in the field, what are you seeing? Some people. Talk about some fears, some stresses that are going on. Um, I think
2: this. I'm feel. I'm feeling people get squeezed. Um, we're such a spun out and exhausted and leveraged society um, with our time and our money and our resources. And I think that we live lives with so little margin that it just takes one thing like this, either psychologically or practically, or we can't skip a paycheck, right? And so. Um, and then the whole thing falls over. Right. And so I'm mm-hmm. feeling is this general um, I've seen on college campuses, especially the last decade where anxiety just kind of done this. Yeah. Right. Almost a vertical trend line. This isn't that I think this is actually people scared and saying, oh, gosh, what do we do? Um, and I don't have anything in reserves to help. Um, and by the way, I've got to learn to be a, a, a co-parent and I'm going to have to. We're both working from home now and we're both homeschool professors now. I mean, the whole thing is just different all at the same time. And so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing people leave their heads a little bit and suddenly have to figure
0: out what in the world do we do now. Oh, and there's yeah. no toilet paper, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. On top of that. Well, one thing that you said, like, leave, leave our heads a little bit. And the, the thing that I, because I'm always in my head, and that hasn't been the best place to be all the time, because it inhibits me from, like, being with, Melanie and other people that I love and care about with my heart, because I'm always thinking about the next thing or what's this deadline or what do we got to do here, or clients there. So this, in in fact, has helped me get out of my head and into my heart a little bit, you know. So is there? Well, tell me what you think about that. Mm-hmm. You're you're pretty good in your heart always, mm-hmm. f- for the most part. But tell me, uh, like, for people that are in in their heads, what do we do? How do we how do we Get out of that.
1: Well, I, for me personally, just my my type of behavioralness, my attitude, my self, whatever. What is the word I'm trying to say? You're my personality. S- you're seven on, <laughs> seven on the Enneagram Seven on the Enneagram. But uh, I think part of it for me is that if I'm in my head all day, which I've done that many times, mm-hmm. I am shutting out my children. And my children are watching me. Mm. And especially now when my children are watching me 24-7 and, you know, I'm becoming, I'm a homeschool mom all of a sudden of three kids, a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, and 7-year-old. I can, I actually cannot be in my head. And one of the things that I learned that was the most powerful tool from Dr. Dan Siegel in his book, um, I think it was either Mindsight or to, uh, whatever. He's got Awareness. a book about uh, Aware, one of them, mm. was that when you can, as a parent, uh, literally just voice the things that you're feeling inside your head. Of course, not not something freaky or scary or weird. You actually help your children process through their own feelings by modeling that behavior for them. Mm-hmm. And that was really huge for me because even if I'm like, man, I'm so tired and I don't want to make this coffee or I don't want to make this you know, snack or dinner, whatever it is, if I can say that out loud to my children and they go, oh, Mom feels tired, but she's still working hard and she let me know she's tired. So now I can, you know, mm-hmm. it is, it becomes this sort of like um, domino effect of cognitive awareness mm. that is really, really amazing and it's really, really beneficial.
0: But so, you have to be careful because you're not going to look at your.
1: <laughs> I know. You don't want to like. You're
0: not going to look at the kids and say, I don't want to make this supper right now. I don't want to make
1: this sandwich for you. Right. Um, but I it's think not that's, that way. that's to me something that's really helpful that people don't realize we have the power to do is share our inner worlds in a way that's helpful, in a way that's, um, engaging and brings about clarity as mm-hmm. opposed to I'm assuming what Seth thinks or my kids are assuming what I think or feel mm-hmm. if that makes any sense I don't know
0: yeah I, I think it makes great sense in fact you said something on the Dave Ramsey show yesterday John about I don't I don't remember what it was verbatim but I'd like you to speak about it again about um, the, the power of not freaking out and I know that you've been in amazing amazingly stressful crisis situations before with clients and like being that strong person not have not like you have to be this super stoic immovable force but being in the in the moment uh with that person and not i guess mirroring their fear or craziness or crisis what well i can't i can't remember the term but speak speak to that a little bit sure
2: um so i'll I'll loop back and, and kind of touch on something that you just mentioned, Melanie, and then I'll get to where, where you were, Seth. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have to remember that um, we do a lot of living in our own heads, and kids are just one giant sponge. And so we may not want to make the coffee, and we're not going to turn around and say, I don't want to make the coffee. But our kids can feel that all over mm-hmm. us, and they internalize it. And if they don't see us make the coffee, or sometimes they don't verbalize, if we don't verbalize it, sometimes they assume, oh, mom's upset with me. Right? And they start trying to figure out ways to solve that. Right, mm. um, And that goes over to, like you mentioned, just being in, with people and their worst of their worst and their lows of their lows. Um, one of the great things I was trained, one of the great statements that has lived with me forever in trauma and, and crisis response has been calm is contagious. Mm. And so um, the way we were trained is if someone says, hey, you know, that student over there is going to kill themselves and we need you immediately. And I freak out and start running down the hallway then I have just brought my chaos and my fears to an already wild situation, right? Mm-hmm. And so you'll often see a good crisis counselor smile and start singing and walk slow, almost to the point that it's it's. I've been in situations where the people around me are unnerved by how calm it is, yeah. And then we get there, and then I do my freaking out at night um, when I'm home by myself, and then I think, whoa, that was that was wild, right? Yeah. Um, and then that, and then when you marry the two, so we had some tornadoes rip through Nashville a few weeks ago, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew my son was hearing about it. He's almost 10. He was hearing about it. He was processing it. And so I put him in the truck, and we went over there. And I let him see the destruction. I let him, um, he helped me clear out one of our friends that had lost everything. Mm -hmm. But I also made sure he saw all the people out there with meals and with chainsaws helping remove limbs. And I kept reminding him, things happen, but look around, people are good. And Mm -hmm. so he got to see and feel and process trauma with his whole body, not just with his frontal lobe. And our bodies are incredible resources for healing us from those things if we get out of our heads and let our whole bodies take it on. right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and going back to that idea of, of how you respond in a crisis is, is how other people are going to respond. That's just basic mirror neurons. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, you're, you're mirroring what you... Well, if you're aware of it, first of all, you have to be aware of like mm-hmm. what you're feeling and you have to be in check with your own body before yeah. you can go out there and model mm-hmm. that. Uh, but that's so important, especially in this time when there's a lot of things that we don't know about. It's a new time mm-hmm. for so many people. So we've made it a real point to check in with the kids and talk to them about it. Like, hey, you're out of school, but you know, we're going to do super awesome homeschooling. We're going to do all kinds of different things. I'm, I'm home more now and we just take, make it a point because one of my favorite sayings, you know, as a parent is more is caught than taught, mm-hmm. right? So if those kids can catch mm-hmm. our calmness, catch our leadership, catch our mirroring, all of that, catch our response to stuff, then they're going to be able to process whatever they're feeling in their little bodies more mm-hmm. calmly. And, and and I think that's one of the greatest things that's one of the greatest successes that we can do as yeah. a parent. It's like, hey, let's model yeah. this stuff.
1: Well, the thing that it makes me think of is as we're in this times of like, people don't know what's going on, stuff's changing every day. Like we just got our um, stay at home order. We're not supposed to leave our houses now um, unless it's like absolutely necessary. So that's weird and feels strange. And it makes me think of, this is going to sound really weird for a minute, but our neighbor's dog, our neighbor's dog is behind a fence. And if it sees our dog, it goes into psychotic mode and it barks and runs and freaks out, right? And that energy of that dog like comes off onto all of us. Our, our dog freaks out. Our kids go, ah! there's nothing, nothing is going on. I've that have got those dogs that live
2: next door to me too. Man.
1: It's so weird, mm-hmm. uh, but it's really crazy because that dog goes crazy. And then we all go crazy because we don't know what to do about it. But in this, but in the parental role, we're that like lead pack dog. And if we're the ones going crazy, our little litter is going to go crazy too, Mm -hmm. right? So we need to practice that sort of inside out teaching of, okay, this is how I am a little bit scared, but here's what I know. And here's what science says. And here's what, you know, our neighbor who's a doctor says, and here's what watching, you know, watching videos on how to wash your hands. (laughs) Like here's what that says. Mm -hmm. And so it's a good, it's a good, um, practice. I think for parents, especially who have little ones at home right now is, um, just educate yourself, live inside out with your mind, talk about these things work them through together but don't Mm -hmm. be the crazy pack dog that's freaking everyone else out and also
2: it's important for us to let our kids um, see us be vulnerable too and so Mm -hmm. it's been important for me to sit down with my he's 10 and I have a 4 year old and so our conversations are different but I tell my son I'm kind of nervous we were in New York City last weekend and I got super sick the other night and I ended up going to get a test myself and I let him know hey guys I'm I'm scared how this is going to come out. And so then we prayed about it and we talked about it and he got to see how I worked through my fears. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we celebrated when it came back negative and it was great. And so um, one of the things that my wife set up for him is a um, like a coronavirus diary, like a scrapbook. And we're Mm going to put the uh, make a time capsule, if you will, so he can pull it up in 10 years and we'll have newspaper clippings and what made him nervous and what he was excited about and. So I want him to process it as he can as a 10-year-old, right, which is going to look different than a 15-year-old and super different than my four-year-old who's just maniacal mm-hmm. and loves everybody at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to look different for everybody. But um, like you say, processing and, and just remembering that they're watching everything you do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really important that you brought up the the vulnerability piece. Like, we have to model that too. Absolutely. You know? And mm-hmm. with our different family families of origin, we talk about family of origin all the time on our show, and... It's so important that if they, if these things weren't modeled in our family growing up, it's important to unlearn those things and relearn those now. So we do talk about, well, we talk about mostly everything in front of our kids, finances, some worries, some stress that we have, but the huge difference is we're not putting it on to the kids. There you go, right. We're not putting anything on them, and, and we make it a real point to uh, make sure to check into them. Hey, buddy. Hey, sis, what are you thinking? How's it going? And they, and they talk, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll definitely talk. And then that's, that's the chance where we can either reinforce something that they were thinking like, Hey, dad, you know, I'm kind of scared, but it's okay. Right. We're going to be fine. Yeah, buddy. And then we talk about that. Or if they misinterpreted something like dad, we don't have any money, you know, or something, (laughs) you know, whatever little kids can kind of create in their own minds. It's a chance for us to re correct that and it's so important to unlearn stuff that you know maybe things weren't modeled in our family Mm -hmm. the best way of course some things were Mm -hmm. but another goal as a parent is to take all the good things from our family of origin learn from the bad things and perpetuate and learn and grow and uh
1: Move forward. Move forward in that
0: way. Yeah, the way I I like to think
2: about it is putting a picture in my kid's head. I want him to have a picture of what a sane dad during a crisis looks like, and Mm -hmm. I want him to have a picture of what a dad who loves his mom when things are hard looks like, and so that he can live into that later on.
0: Oh yeah, that's so important. And this this may sound weird, but like when I leave for work or come home or whatever, I make sure and like give Melanie a hug or a kiss, right? And I also make sure that the kids see it.
1: Not in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, not, not in a – I mean, it's kind not, of
0: pathological. No. <laughs> we'll talk off camera because that's – Right. <laughs> no, You're no. Weird. like, you know, hey, we, we have a family prayer time. We, we do this, and then they see me modeling, and they see mm-hmm. her modeling too. Like, oh, this is a, a healthy relationship because I guarantee it. If kids believe and perceive and think that their mom and dad, their main caregivers are healthy, then they're not, they're not going to worry about other stuff or have, like, mm-hmm. different maladaptive reactions. Absolutely. You know, and it lets them
2: tether into the top of a structure and they can rappel off the side with a firm foundation. Right? They can go have exactly. their, their adventures yeah. of growing up and learning. Yeah, um, in something some strong. strong. It's, oh, beautiful. I like beautiful. what you
1: said about creating a vision or like a picture for your child to see what a, like a healthy father looks like in a time of crisis. Because I think right now, as people have, they have extra time on their hands. Mm-hmm. And I think what would be really great, um, a practice that people could do is sit down and think of this vision for themselves, whether that's a day-to-day routine that they do with their family. Uh, like, for example, we started doing our family like uh, what's the word? Not it's not a chore list. What is it called? It's rules. Like a family, vision goal like family rules. It's like be kind, be helpful, yeah, sure. be respectful, right? And then on top of that, we do a, a prayer every morning. We did not used to do that until mm. now. Gotcha. We did. We started doing it because we have to homeschool. I need the kids to be kind. I, we're uh, like our pace is slower. We've got the time, mm. and so now I'm I'm able as a mom if I'm aware of it to sit down and go, hey, I can create a vision of how I actually want to be in this season where things are uncertain because life is always uncertain anyway. So Mm -hmm. let's have that in our minds before we start and then teach our kids again, that sort of inside out learning thing where we're telling them why we're doing these things. And um, so, I don't know, that just came to my head as you were saying that,
2: Mm -hmm. that idea
1: of creating a vision. So many people don't do that practice and I think it's really powerful.
2: I think you're exactly right. I think one of the, um, and we could talk about this on a whole other interview. Mm -hmm. One of the main challenges is that we think in pictures and we speak in words. And so Mm -hmm. I often will sit with my wife, um, especially in the past, and she would say, I need you to be a better husband. And I would say, we'd have a great conversation. I'd say, you're right, I'm on it. And then that night, I would have another adjunct teaching gig. And at 4.45 the next morning, I'd be out of the house and in the gym, and I'd stay out of the kitchen while she was making breakfast, because my picture of a great husband was someone who made enough money and who had a six-pack, even though I'm old now, and who let her have her space. And her Mm -hmm. picture of a husband was a dude with kind of a belly who was in sweatpants watching TV with me on the couch. And so even though I was trying so hard to meet her, um, we ended up further apart than when we started. Yeah. And so I've stopped asking, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? And the language in our house is, what's your picture for the Friday night? Um, what's mm-hmm. your picture of this date going to look like? Yep. Because she may say like, hey, let's go out Friday night on a Monday. And dude, by the time Friday comes around, I have spun myself up in like, we're going to end up getting on a plane and going to stay in this crazy hotel. And, <laughs> and her picture of Friday night is like, I'm going to have six burritos and I'm going to be in bed by nine o'clock. Right. And we end up Friday night comes and we just do this. Right.
0: Yep. yep. So
2: in this time with our kids, every day, every morning we're saying, what's the picture of today look like? And we're just mapping it out. My, my kid, the son's responding to that. My daughter's responding to that. And more importantly... My wife and I are staying connected through this
0: uncertain wh- wacky time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's perfect. A, a couple of months ago, we started doing a very similar thing. Melanie says, "Hey, what is your expectation for the rest of this day?" Mm. You know, so we're on the same page because I, you know, all that stuff that you said your your vision of a, a perfect husband get out of the way. All this stuff that's. From family of origin, right? Absolutely. So, you know, if if I oh, okay, yeah, this Saturday I'm gonna go to Home Depot. We're gonna do this. You know, I'm gonna go over here. I might take a I might go hunting later or something like that. Well, that's definitely not in her plan yeah. for me. You know, so th- that's where we get in trouble with each other if if our expectations don't line up. So we just simply ask and communicate. Hey, so, yeah. beautiful. What are your expectations of me for us for the the the, the evening for the rest of the or night?
1: even the next hour? Like, what are we gonna I, do right. for the next? Two hours. That's that's a great question to ask. And what I think is interesting is people don't think of simplifying it down to to that simple of a level. Like Mm Don't make it complicated. Don't don't try to be cute about it. Like, I used to hope that Seth would guess what I wanted. Oh, to
2: that's the worst, right? Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, the worst. Yes, yeah. It is the
1: absolute worst. Because I'd be like, I want to have a fun, you know, like, let's go out on Friday. Mm-hmm. No, I don't tell him where. I don't tell him what I want to do. I don't tell him oh, how I to Oh, dude, I'm the worst
2: about that. Yes, yes.
1: Right? And so what was happening, though, was that I was being too proud to tell him i didn't want to actually say exactly what i wanted but i wanted mm-hmm. him to know exactly what i wanted that's right. which was a recipe for total disaster assumptions yeah. yeah and i think as he's home more now it's there's a little bit of confusion i wouldn't say it's tension but it's like well oh he's home he's gonna clean that's, that's what all, i would do yeah, yeah, yeah. right that's and right, he's yeah. like he literally before this call was like i'm gonna go in our room i set up an office for myself i'll see you in two hours and i was mm. like All right. And he's gone. Like, that's fine. That's okay. I didn't, I wasn't anticipating that, but now I know. Uh, But it's as simple as saying, what does the next hour look like? Three hours evening. What does the weekend look like? What exactly do we want to do? And I think, um, who was it? Hogan, Chris Hogan said it, but I think it's a, it's just like a principle of of public speaking where it's clarity is kindness or confusion Mm. is unkind or something like
2: that. Clear as kind. That's right. Clear as kind. And that's
1: what I thought when I heard him say that, I thought, that is so beautiful. Mm. Like, I've been being unkind to yeah. my husband by hoping he could guess what I wanted and not telling him literally on purpose because I wanted to feel like a princess, mm. which is dumb.
2: Well, yeah. and sometimes as husbands, I don't explain everything that I'm planning on doing for the next two hours, right? <laughs> so that I can kind of be like, whoa,
0: whoa I was, right? So it goes both. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 it definitely does. I'm
1: glad you said that. Yeah, that's
0: right. So so let's give and we'll we'll wrap this up here a little sure. bit, but let's give listeners some actual real tips if, okay. if anything we're saying is resonating with them. And I'll let you go first and then copy what you say so I can sound smart. But uh <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, some some real tips if if people are struggling with this newfound role that we all are in mm-hmm. uh, there's there's not a single person in the United States that haven't been has not been affected by this so one thing we're in it all together but we are going to react and and uh, process it different ways so maybe just a couple of quick tips for our listeners is like hey if you're feeling whatever do this today and you'll feel better
2: i love it so the first thing i would tell you is number 1 is and y'all touched on this earlier you have to make a plan for every day Um, and I would even go as far as to expect tension um, for the first two or three or four days as your spouse, as your kids, lean up against those new plans to see how firm they are, right? how strong those boundaries hold, Um, and just expect it over the next few days. Um, I would really recommend sitting down with your, your significant other and just saying the words, here's what the picture of today looks like in my head, what does it look like in your head and just making sure everybody's on the same page. It's simple and it's easy and that's everything for are we going to party after the kids go to bed or are we going to who's making dinner tonight? Are like, you have to leave to go to work? All those things just to make sure we're all on the same page. And then the third thing is I would spend as much effort as possible on the things you can control and let the other things go. Um, yeah. What that really means is turn off the computers and turn off the internets and turn off the TVs and just take this magical pause in humanity for a few weeks and just be with one another. Um, and I think we've all been spun out and exhausted for so long. We've all known we're living with no margin. Well, mm-hmm. here we are. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. I would just own it for what it is and, um, and really work to reengage with one another. It could be a great
0: mm-hmm. gift on the other side of this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I don't have anything to add I to do. that other than it's awesome. Well, maybe I do. Uh, sometimes it can, if, if we've been going like at a hundred for so long, you know, work, kids, stress, all this stuff, And then not having that really loud white noise dropping down Mm -hmm. a couple levels can be anxiety producing too. We get addicted
2: to the crazy, right? We get addicted to the, I mean, to the neurochemicals,
0: right? Of go 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 go. Yeah. And so yeah, there is going to be an adjustment period for all of us. Yeah, big time. So if any of that, uh, and well, I'll speak for myself. Even if I find myself or other people find themselves anxious now because we've we've. You know, gear down a couple of gears, just sit in it mm-hmm. it 's like, okay, this is an opportunity it 's literally an opportunity to change things that need to be changed. This has made us look at finances, our family time, how intentional we are, how secure our jobs are all of this stuff it's it 's really putting a laser beam focus on stuff that before we were just like skirting by and not even thinking about so mm-hmm. yeah. we were
1: able to ignore it before, and that was the one thing that I was going to say is that kind of in line with what you're saying, is I feel like this is a great time for people because everything has slowed down. We have no choice and no say in the matter. Everything just slowed down. Now is a time where you can learn about the things that actually rejuvenate you as a person. Mm. And I think we don't do that nearly enough. I think we often run to, oh, Netflix, wine, and getting my nails done. No, those really don't tend to rejuvenate you as a human. I love uh, getting my
0: nails done, though.
1: I think things <laughs> like uh, you know uh, <laughs> yoga or exercise or taking walks with your children, the things that you thought you didn't have time for before... Now you have time to try them out. Mm-hmm. And I would highly encourage people in this time to make those things a priority. Make discovering your um, the things that bring you joy and peace a priority. That could be reading the Bible together with your kids or reading with your spouse or whatever. It could be a many, 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 many things. And so that's kind of uh, something I think is worth taking the time to do in this weird time of our history. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, Beautiful uh, for— guys. For folks who want to know more about you and get more of your resources, I know you do blogs and all kinds of stuff. Tell people where they can find you.
2: You bet. I am. um, The first place I would direct you is to slash hope. Um, They are just living what they preach. And I'll tell you this I've worked here for a few months behind closed doors. It's something else to be with a company that is practicing what they preach um, through these uncertain times. So they are just liquidating things, um, giving away things. all across the country and so the next couple of days those things are going to be popping up just ways for people who are trapped in their house just to love one another take care of one another and start planning for what tomorrow may look wow. like um, i'll awesome. be um, i'm new to the social media world and so i've lived the last decade completely social media free but i'm, I'm oh. on it now so i'm figuring it out um, and you can find me at john deloney um, for instagram and facebook and all that stuff
0: Awesome. All right. Cool. Yeah. And hopefully this will be the first of maybe a handful of series or whatever. Hundreds. Whatever. What? Hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. I'm, I'm down. Millions. 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 <laughs> no, of, uh, of what are, whatever. Uh, and we'll, you know, kind of wrap our brains around it. And like, OK, how can we continue to add value and re- literally like become become a, a trusted resource mm-hmm. for couples who are like pulling their hair out, you yeah. know, for, for all kinds of things or or singles or college students or, or whoever it is uh, mm-hmm. just to be there. And I'm I just want to that. say on behalf
2: of the thousands and thousands of college students and young people I've worked with over the last decade, again, what y'all are providing people is just a picture of what this can look like, right? Of mm-hmm. uh, Two people mm-hmm. who love each other and are trying to make it work and do it right. Mm-hmm. And what a gift. And so thank y'all for being out in the space. It's just such a oh, gift. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Awesome, appreciate man. y'all. All right. Yeah, well, awesome. thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah. Blessings, thank y'all. You y'all later. take care. You All
0: right. Too. We'll see you soon, man. Bye. Right, bye. Okay, guys, do you feel smarter now? I certainly do. Well, guess what? You are. Your brain cells, I could, I could feel your neurons and your synapses just growing. Oh, there are was. Because you listened to doc, Dr. John D. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have questions, email us at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com and also to get a radical life-changing product for free. Oh, mm-hmm. who wouldn't want that, right? Go to daveramsey.com forward slash hope to get Financial Peace University for free. This mm-hmm. program changed our life, y'all. It changed our life a long time ago. And we talk about it all the time because it's good and it's worth it. And mm-hmm. it's still here because it works. So go to DaveRamsey.com forward slash hope to get your free trial of Financial Peace University. You won't be sorry. You absolutely won't be sorry. So hope you enjoyed the episode. Peace out. All right. Peace out.
1: Bye. Bye.